the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast, your weekly view on the stories shaping shipping. I'm Richard Mead, editor of Lloyd's List. It seems marine insurance is experiencing a period of pain. At least 11 London market underwriters have pulled out of one or more lines since May last year, with substantial job losses doled out as a result. There's also been an increase in claims volatility and growth in the accumulation risks and extreme weather events. The deteriorating climate for free trade and the potential fallout from Brexit only add to the uncertainty. So the International Union of Marine Insurance certainly had a packed agenda when they met in London this week for their annual winter meeting. In amongst them was our own ace risk reporter David Osler, who gathers some of Ayumi's leading lights at the event to give us their thoughts for this week's podcast. Round the table were Ayumi's president, Richard Turner, who in his day job is also chief executive of RSA Luxembourg, from where he heads up RSA's speciality business. Heli Hammer, managing director of the Nordic Association of Marine Insurers, better known as C4, and Lars Lang, Secretary-General at Ayumi's Hamburg-based Secretariat. Dave started by asking Mr Turner how he was finding life these days after moving home to the Grand Duchy and taking on the Ayumi role. Yeah, it's new life for me. I worked something like 35 years in the London market, and so a complete change of scene for me. It's one of the nice things about Brexit, if I can put it that way. So I've uh, moved house. My wife has come out with me and we're we're enjoying Luxembourg. We've been out there for six months now. And from a business point of view, I head up RSA's post-Brexit EU subsidiary that looks after all our specialty business across the European Union. And does your IUMI responsibilities take up a lot of your time? Well, I did both things at the same time. And I think all IUMI presidents have to get used to the balance between their day job and their IUMI role. But it was a role I was very privileged to take on. It's a chance for me to put something back into the industry. Worked in the marine insurance sector up to the point I started running a specialty business, that is, for 35 years. So it's a chance for me to put something back into the sector. And in fact, it's indicative of the way IUMI works because apart from the three people that are fully employed in our secretariat in Hamburg, IUMI is still very much a volunteer workforce. We've just had a press conference at which you've outlined some of the priorities that Mm. you hope that IUMI will adopt under your presidency. So could you recap for the benefit of our podcast listeners? Yeah, sure. What are the big goals? So there's a bit of context here. I think IUMI has come a long, long way in the last 10 years. I've already talked about our secretariat in Hamburg. That is is one of the things that we've been able to invest in is to have a a full-time professional secretariat uh, working for us. That has helped us to reinvigorate our presence at the IMO. We've created our Asia Hub based out of Hong Kong. We've created the Asia Conference, uh, which this year will be in Shanghai. We've developed the IUMI Professional Partner Infrastructure. We've improved our lobbying capability, and and Hella will talk about that, no doubt, in a minute. So the organisation has come a long way. And when I became president, one of the indications I gave was that our priorities would be about evolving that. This is about building on what the Secretariat, the Executive Committee and previous presidents have done. So the priorities are are in that vein. So there's essentially four of them. And the first is around membership. So previous president Dieter Berg announced uh, an expansion into Africa. So that is a project that will take some years. So we're absolutely continuing with that. Asia is an area of development as well for us, getting more members across the Asian continent. 
And our commitment to that is, is actually showcased through the creation of the hub in Hong Kong and also the Asia Forum, which is uh, this year will be the second conference we've done in that new format. It's also about making sure that we look after our existing members and we provide excellent services to, to the existing members so they will not get forgotten in this. The second priority is around education. So there is, I think, a need, and it's something very close to my heart, there is a need to educate the next generation. And we are doing our bit. We launched a cargo tutorial last year. It is a major investment on our part. We will be bringing out a whole tutorial this year. Both of those are backed by examinations, so you know we're supporting development in all parts of the world. So this is this is not specific to any one nationality. It's designed to help train the underwriters of tomorrow. Although it's not actually just for underwriters, this can be for clients, it could be for lawyers, it could be for brokers. Uh, it's something that's designed to appeal to people that want to raise their professional standards in the core marine insurance products. The third priority is our lobbying. So Hella leads our policy forum. Um, it has long been a cornerstone of what we do. And one of the huge benefits that we have been able to take by creating the Secretariat in Hamburg and developing our policy forum, which is which put in place some years ago, is we now have a very clear voice on risk issues or emerging issues that affect the industry. And we're able to speak publicly on those or lobby at IMO, whichever way we feel is appropriate. And the final one is data and digitalization. So it's fair to say, and this is not restricted just to marine, of course, it's also, this is symptomatic of the whole insurance sector. And within that specialty insurance, the business model we have is going to change significantly. The role of what an underwriter is and does is going to change. And I think as an organisation, we have a responsibility to help lead that debate for the marine insurance sector, to help facilitate a discussion. And so at conference this year, we'll be running a workshop, President's workshop, specifically on, on the agenda of digitalisation in our business. Okay, you've also spoken about some of the pressures that are on the London market. What do you see as the major factors at work here? Yeah, so what I would call out, I think, is that the pressures... Uh, the pain that we see in the marketplace is to varying degrees in all marketplaces. I think we've seen the most obvious impact of that in London. You know, since May last year, there are 11 marine insurers who've either stopped in marine or have stopped in one of the key marine products like hull or cargo. So I think there's actually a very clear demonstration of capital providers making decisions around which insurance products they want to have in their portfolio. This is not confined just to marine. Let me just be clear about that. This is an impact we're seeing across a wide range of specialty insurance products. So we're seeing a bit of a shakedown at the moment. Hello, you're head of C4, um, the Nordic Marine Insurance Association. How do you see things from the Oslo perspective? Any happier than London? <laughs> it's still painful in Oslo as well, I can tell you that. The market has such uh, suffering that we haven't had any exits from among our membership. But whether we hurt more or less than London, I don't think I'm going to go into that, but leave that to the individual companies. Right, you've uh, mentioned today some of the problems that have been seen with contaminated fuel in the last period and possible difficulties when the self account comes into force in less than a year from now. Um, do you outline those briefly? Yeah, both are a big concern to, uh, to us as property and uh, marine insurers. 
contamination cases uh, since February when this started last year. We've seen about 250 cases, potentially there could be up to a thousand. Uh, and engine damage is to begin with where we have most claims. So uh, we do believe there will be potentially an increase as well with the new Marple regulation on the 0.5% sulfur cap from uh, the 1st of January. Unless, of course, it's managed properly. And that's what we're trying to get our voice in and, and do the proper warnings uh, to have the operators do proper fuel management, go through the guidelines, listen to the class societies and the engine manufacturers. At the same time, we're calling for refineries to do the proper testing and really confirm that they comply and deliver non-compliant fuels. Mm. And, and hopefully governments will uh, will ensure that they do that so we, we avoid another case uh, like what we had last year. Lars, you're the civil servant in this arrangement effectively, aren't you, as Secretary General of the Secretariat in Hamburg. Um, could you briefly outline some of the programmes that you've got in the works? Yeah, some of the things have already been mentioned by Richard and by Heller, of course. What I would like to emphasize is, is for example, one thing, and this is our position as NGO at the International Maritime Organization, this is one of the standalone positions of IUMI. We are entitled to issue papers at IMO. We are entitled to speak at IMO. And this is, of course, an excellent opportunity to influence things like the mentioned low sulfur fuel cap to come. And this is something where we have currently restructured a bit. We do this now directly from the Secretariat in Hamburg. We engage much more as a Secretariat at IMO, and our target is to have a long-term strategy on IMO issues and to have a better network within IMO to play this long-term with a very clear and coordinated strategy. We do see all the time that insurance at IMO is very important and that IMO often approaches us and is very interested in the angle and in the interests of insurers in this regard. Because I should just tell the, the listeners here, of course, you're going to be one of the delegates to uh, IMO alongside your colleague, Hendrik Kuhl. Uh, so you, you're looking forward to that, obviously. Uh, well, this is actually what we have already done the last few years. Uh, what we used to have was an, an external representative, so to say, in addition, representing us at IMO. And now it's very much more steered from the Secretariat. And our intention, very clear intention, is to bring together topic-driven our most ambitious experts on the topics and to work on this with little teams tailor-made for the particular topics at IMO to deliver maximum support at IMO for the maritime community. Yeah, it's great to hear that the industry's voice is going to get heard um, more strongly. Lastly, of course, um, the big event in the annual IUMI calendar is always conference, which takes place this year in Toronto in September. Could you kind of just go around the table and uh, ask you what, what your hopes, what your expectations are for the event? Well, it will for sure be great to be back to the Americas. We've been to Canada actually in 2008 in Vancouver. We've been to San Diego in the States in 2012. And now we'll be back in, in Toronto in September this year. Uh, we had our winter meeting, as already mentioned, last two days. And today we decided on our common theme, which is also always a kind of a guidance for the conference. And we were brave enough to come up with something which is, in our view, really thought-provocative. And this is confronting the chaos for a sustainable future. So there are 
several challenges out there currently we have already mentioned a few and our role is to encourage the industry to work actively and positively on all these challenges to ensure that our very old line of business has an as long future as it has uh, traditionally. Richard? So I'm looking for a a very interactive debate coming out of Toronto. So Lars has just shared the the common theme and I I think there's a few things in there that we want to draw out when we get to the conference in Toronto, which we're really, really looking forward to. Now, at the end of the day, marine insurance underpins world trade. It is the enabler of world trade and yet there are some challenges that we are confronting right now. One of them we've talked about already is the painful profit situation or loss situation in the marine insurance sector. But over and above that, there are things going on in the wider world that impact our business and our clients' business. One of them is the growth in protectionist measures. The political uncertainties around the world Mm -hmm. affect our business and our clients' business, such as uh, Brexit is a very good example of that, actually. And so a growth in protectionism, an increase in friction in international trade, Mm -hmm is not healthy to the free flow of of import-export business. And so these are things we want to think about and discuss in Toronto. And we we will also, as indicated, be talking again about the digitalization agenda because of the changes it will encourage in our business over time. Okay, great. And last word to you, Helen. Well, I think from the policy forum, we will look at the geopolitical uh, picture out there to perhaps raise that. But during the conference, we expect several of the 16 issues we have on uh, the policy agenda to be addressed. One that relates back to a lot of recent incidents with container forests and container incidents. Uh, misdeclarations been on our agenda for quite a while. So we will probably have some focus on that as we're going to go to Canada. It's going to be some Arctic focus during the conference, which makes sense. Uh, going in that region. Cyber risk, not going to be out of fashion uh, when we come to September. So that's probably going to be addressed as well. And uh, we'll see how many of the issues we're able to take on. I think we'll revisit fuel for sure in September. We should know what's going to happen by 1st of January by then. Well, thank you all three. Thank you.